Aloha, and welcome to Create Your Life, Your Way. My name is Jeff Bao, and I'm here to serve you as a healer, master certified life coach, and kahu. I will be sharing insights, tips, and suggestions to support you on your healing journey. In essence, it's helping to bring you to a place of happiness, authenticity, and truth. What do you say? Let's get started. Aloha, and welcome to Create by Jeff Bao, your life, your way. Today's episode, The Band-Aid Box, Insights on Healing and Life Coaching, is sponsored by the Happy Ohana Hale. The Happy Ohana Hale is the brainchild of Julia Estrella. It is a place that supports humanity through fun, faith, unity, and nature. It honors those of the past, present, and future. The energetic disposition is one of a family atmosphere, or as we call it in Hawaii, Ohana. The main purpose of the Happy Ohana Hale is to be an international resource and healing center for those wanting to live a happy, healthy, and vibrant life. To connect people and resources and to share information that may be beneficial on their healing journey. It is their intent to be a support and to let each individual make their own decision and choices. How's that for a great company? Woohoo! Thank you, Happy Ohana Hale, for your sponsorship of today's episode. And now for the piece de resistance, I would like to welcome a special guest, Karen from California. Hi everyone, I'm Karen. I retired in 2009 after 29 years with a large corporation. Then with Jeff's life coaching and encouragement, I moved to Hawaii to work in a dream job. So the reason I chose Karen for this interview is because of her diverse background and experience. So today we are switching up the format. Usually I would be interviewing Karen, but in this episode, she will be asking me questions about healing and life coaching. And I have not been given the questions in advance. Karen, can you confirm that I have not been given the questions? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Let's get started. Fire away. Okay. Who has been the biggest inspiration in your life? Whoa, that's a good question. I have to think about that for a second. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. You know, it's hard to say any one person. Um, and depending on what the question is asking, whether it's specifically for healing or life coaching, there's different people people involved. And so for life coaching, it would definitely be Peter Reddy. Um, he was the one that helped me through my certification of the certified life coach and then my master certification as a master certified life coach and for hawaiian healing there's uh quite a bit of people that i've learned from and the three that stand out the most is kumu karen kahu mike kailoa uh, kahu dave and also serge kahili king can you tell me a little bit more about hawaiian healing and how did you know you had this gift? That's a really good question. Well, Hawaiian, I didn't know really I had this gift, but from a young age, I could read energy. I could tell if people were lying or not very quickly within a couple of minutes. And how I got into Hawaiian healing is really interesting. 
I never set out to do Hawaiian healing, but it came to me in a dream. I was told in a dream that I was to do Hawaiian healing. And in this dream, I had this conversation like, what? I'm Chinese or Pake as we call it in Hawaii. How can, why me? Why me? And so I didn't think anything of it until time went on and more people kept asking me, hey, you ever thought about doing this and more in the Hawaiian healing realm? And so I started doing some research and I started uh, looking at some classes and things to take and learn. And I started reading books and then I get started getting more involved in it. And as I got more involved in it, what happened is I started practicing it. I started practicing some of the techniques, some of the visualizations, some of the emotional things. And I started working on people. And what I noticed that these people started getting better. And so I saw, oh, this is great. It's a great addition to life coaching life in life coaching we're not supposed to go backwards right so it's really from this point and you move forward from this point on you move forward in your life so the coach is there to help you to move forward in your life if there's some emotional thing or something from the past then we're supposed to refer them to a psychologist or psychiatrist and i still do that but what was missing in some of the light in the coaching part was some of the patterns of people kept repeating itself. So what we were missing was something that could help them in the to change the decisions they're making today uh, based on their past experience. So in Hawaiian healing, there is no past, there is no future. So in the language, if you ask them about something in the past, they'll say, oh, it's already happened. And if you ask them about the future, they said it, it hasn't happened yet. So you cannot change what happened in your life, but you can change the memory. And what I have found is that the Hawaiian healing was a great fit in addition to life coaching because it really helped people to explore and change some of the energetic profiles that they have so that they can make better decisions that's more serving uh, for them today in the present. So... In your case, where you do coaching, is everyone open to Hawaiian healing? You know, I think that more and more people are becoming aware of alternative modalities, whether it's Hawaiian healing, where, whether it's Ayurvedic, whether it's natural um, foods, whether it's organic foods, where, you know, there's all different types of healing. Hawaiian healing is one alternative my type of healing which is a combination of hawaiian healing energetic healing divine source code and intuition is just another way some people at the beginning are resistant but you know everybody has the right time and place where when they're open to it and unfortunately is usually when people are at their wits end or they're not given hope or they have a serious illness where they come to us because you know i ha i also have a partner that i work with on some cases and we deal with a lot of people that have been abused that have been sexually molested that have had awful childhoods so you know hawaiian healing is a great opportunity for them to bring awareness to how they can have a better life in the present does that mean they have to believe and be willing to make those changes? I believe so 100%. I, I believe that we know that placebos work 60 to 70% of the time. And one of the things, it's not our place to try to convince someone to 
participate in Hawaiian healing because as a healer, I believe that I'm just the conduit for divine source. And so it's really up to the person to receive it and to use whatever healing is coming their way. So if somebody is resistant from the beginning, that's not really the ideal client that I would want to work with because basically they're going to be putting up their own blocks and roadblocks. And, you know, obviously, if they don't believe it or they're skeptical and they want to disprove it, they can, you know, it's it won't work. So I have a friend who has a lot of health issues with pain, inflammation, and has to take a lot of prescribed painkillers, but still suffers. Would Hawaiian healing help? You know, without knowing her specific background and the things that are going on, uh, it is hard to say. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, that Hawaiian healing is the cure for for all, because that's not necessarily true. There, I believe that there's a, um, I believe that Western medicine and Eastern medicine, alternative medicine, there's a place for all of it, and depending on the specific circumstance of the person. Sometimes it takes a combination. Sometimes it, there's more of one thing than the other. Sometimes, you know, uh, you try one thing and if it doesn't work, you try something else. You keep trying something. You know, I guess the goal for me is not just specifically Hawaiian healing. It is getting the person well. Whatever that looks like, whatever that means. Sometimes it's energy work. Sometimes it's tapping emotional freedom technique. Sometimes it's just listening. So can Hawaiian? Yes. Potentially it could, but without knowing the details of the person in the background, you know, I would have to talk to the person. Mm -hmm. So would that be the same as if somebody is currently suffering from cancer, you would have to kind of read them to find out if Hawaiian healing could help? Does it matter what stage they're in or what the issue is so for me if there's different types you know cancer is a complicated being you know and it's a complicated disease because it could be something physical as an example it could have been foods we've eaten with pesticides it could have been our exposure to pesticides in our environmental toxins it could be things like roundup or other chemical things or additives that are put in our food or sprayed that we breathe in so it's you know there's there's the physical and so if it's not something that's physical that it wasn't uh, caused by something physical then we look at the emotional right so when we look at the emotion the Hawaiians believe that if you help the person spiritually they heal physically so it really doesn't matter what stage they're in that's just the classification Right, but re- what really matters is that the person can picture a life that's more inviting, more uh, happier, vibrant than they currently are experiencing. And Joel Dispenza has proved this through uh, brain mapping, where they actually, where he actually takes scans of their brain before and after meditation or an experience where they're creating a visualization 
And those people, the brain, you look at the brain and how it changes. It's amazing. The body really doesn't know the difference. So the body doesn't know the difference, whether it's experiencing an actual thing or whether it create, was created in your, in your mind. And so a lot of people have healed spontaneously from this type of visualization and creation. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. <laughs> if you heal someone, is it forever? I believe that it is consistent with the amount of belief they have in it. So in other words, because our brain looks for consistency. So you can work with someone and it's not just me. It could be any healer, right? So you can work with someone and it can be good for now. And two days later, their brain is going to challenge it saying, oh, that can't be true. Depending on how deep the experience is, how much abuse happened or things in their life that have happened, sometimes it takes time and our brain works on consistency. So until our brain believes it to be true, then it'll be on a more permanent basis. So have I helped people uh, one or two times and then it's they've been pain-free or disease-free? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I want to just say to everyone again, we're just facilitators. So we're just, I'm just the facilitator for divine source. And so it's really, we're just helping the person to heal. So the person has a responsibility too on how their outlook is. You know, are we looking at love? Are they viewing their life as with love or destruction? The things they say, the things they think, and the uh, things they do. So it's really important. And I don't think a lot of people realize that their energy profile affects their physical health. Okay. In recent news, there seems to be more crime and attacks on the elderly. How do you stay above it and show love, but then at the same time stay safe? Well, I think that we have to take precautions, you know, for example, we don't go out at two o'clock in the morning to a bar or something and or get in trouble. And I, and I do realize that nowadays that it's happening in the daytime and things. And, you know, the hard part is that, yeah, we're all human. We're all human. We get frustrated. We get angry. You know, we don't want to see the crime and totally understand that. But destruct, destructive energy cannot create love. So we can't help to heal the planet or heal or change our environment through destruction because we just create more destruction so at some point in our lives we have to look at how do we be the best we can be so that we can be an example for other people so we can rise above it Wayne Dyer said it best when they had the tidal wave in Thailand Everybody was like, oh, these poor people, these poor people. I feel so sorry for them. And then he came out and said, he goes, I understand. You know, we all are grieving for them, but it's time that we start sending them love and healing energy so they can start to heal. They don't need our pity. They don't need, you know, our, our sorrow and feeling sorry for them. They need our love. They need our compassion. They need kindness to help support them to regrow, rebuild. And that, I, I never for, have forgotten that. 
that's really good. Okay, I want to know, when you meet someone for the first time, are you reading them? Yeah, that's that's a great <laughs> question. I get asked that question quite often. Are you, am I reading everybody in their room? No. Yes. Yeah, but I, I do not. I do not read people in a room. And and, and generally in healing, um, it, well, there's there's a difference. There, there's healing and then there's energy reading, right? It's no different than someone that walks in the room and can see, oh, that person seems kind of grouchy. That person seems happy. They're, they look like they're having fun over there. Do I do that? Yeah. I mean, I think we all do that, right? We walk into a room and we also look for safety, right? Our body looks for safety. Yeah, who's the one that could be a potential hazard in the room where he looks kind of sketchy or she looks kind of sketchy, right? So so we do that. But as far as reading them, whether they're healthier, uh, no, I don't. And, and one of the things that as a healer, I believe that we need permission before we can, you know, read someone's health or look into their well-being or things. And that's interesting that you talked about um, the, the energy because sometimes I've met someone uh, like a new person and I'm instantly drawn to them. And then other times I get to meet a new person and I get bad vibes. Do you, yeah. Does that happen to you? Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because I think you had asked me a question before, you know, how did I get into the healing things? And it starts like that. And I think we all have this skill and this gift. It's just that some of us practice it more than others. So exactly what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have that. You know, you could feel like, oh, this, the energy doesn't feel good. And this is what I always say is that energy introduces us before we even speak. So with clients, I go into detail about this energy profile of love and destruction because that's what people receive when we first meet them, that's what our coworkers receive. That's what our children, if you have kids, that's what our spouse or significant other, that's what they get. So that's what people are reading. And think about this, right? Have you ever been to a restaurant or a store and could tell the clerk was mad or upset and they didn't even have to say anything? Yes. Yeah, because you're feeling, you're reading the energy. It's no different really. Okay, here's a coaching question. What do you think holds back most people from their potential? And is potential limitless or does it have boundaries? I believe that potential is limitless. And I think most people hold back because they're they're afraid of failing, they're afraid of judgment from others and also low self-esteem. Sometimes people don't think they're good enough. Who am I to do this? Or, you know, especially growing up in Hawaii, we're taught, don't talk about yourself. Don't make yourself the center of attention, especially being Asian as well. So that combination of Hawaii and being Asian, right? It's cultural sometimes. And not just not just the Asian culture, it could be any culture. And so a lot of times we're afraid to fail because we're judged. If you look at our school grading system, right, they'll go minus five or they'll give you a grade. So in life, wouldn't it be better if we started acknowledging the things that people are doing right? It gives them more hope. It gives them more possibility and they're willing to try more. And think about this, right? When you children, when they're learning to walk, no parent goes, that's not the way you walk. 
right? They're like, oh yeah, that's good, Johnny. They're clapping, they're encouraging, they're motivating. And then the child turns around and smiles. Even if the child falls down, they look at the parent for response. The parent doesn't go, oh, when they do that, they, they start to cry. But when the parent or guardian goes, no, good, that's good, you're okay, get up, get up. They get up, they smile, they start laughing, they start, and they go on their way. Somehow, when we became adults, we started judging, criticizing, right? And so all of that we take into our emotional body and it becomes embedded in our cells, our cellular memory. And things can pop up from the third grade or when we were five years old or six years old or when we were 14. It's amazing the things that come out in the sessions and how deep it goes. And it could just be a word or two or even a look It could just be a look that somebody gave you when you did something or said something. I agree totally with that. We carry that through our life. We we absolutely do. And that's where I believe that... I'm sorry? In relationships as well? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times in relationships, we're looking for the other person to fulfill our voids. And I think that's where the discrepancy comes in at where why we have, you know, 60 to 70 percent divorce rate, because we're expecting to have our happiness to be derived from a relationship from someone else. So knowing what you just heard about how things happen in your life and how it could be affecting your decisions today, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. You never know what someone is going through or has gone through. Get support and help from a professional who is trained in the area you need help in. It may be a life coach, an energy healer, a psychologist, psychiatrist, or a naturopath. Find someone whom you resonate with. So as we bring this to a close, think about what is your greatest opportunity to improve your health, your relationships, or life. Be still and listen to your body your intuition, and your source of divine presence. Apply what you've learned from the last episode on chunking it down and action. What small step can you take to help you to move forward in a direction of your goal? I want to say thank you to Karen for all her questions and insights today. And thank you to all who have joined us on this episode of the Band-Aid Box. Insights on healing and life coaching. Sponsored by the Happy Ohana Hale. Stay tuned for the upcoming episode titled Love Versus Destruction, an Energy Profile. Please visit Soupono.com for more information about me and my services. That's S-O-U-L-P-O-N-O.com. Ahuiho, ma lama pono. Until we meet again, take good care. Mm-hmm.